Okay. You ready to start? No, oh, you're already streaming. Okay. You want to? Okay. Uh, I guess I'm. I want to drop you off and ask if you're good. Okay. Good. Join us online. All right. Thank you. Okay. I'm turning the camera to you guys. Are you using your camera or are you using that one? I'm using that one. Using that one, yeah. You yeah, want your up. laptop there in front of you? Or? Uh, but well, my my, uh, my stream is on here. I didn't print it. Oh, okay. Uh, Yours falls into a notebook, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Okay. I can hold it down. But. Yeah, if you wanted to, but uh, where's your sermon? Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Well, get out of your way. All right. <laughs> Are you ready for me to start screaming this mine as well? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Can you No, not yet. Okay. Ready, Kyle? <laughs> I'm not sure what happened here. Somebody keys over here. There's me. <laughs> Facebook is asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you see me okay? I need to get it. I think you can see me okay on there. Oh, I think I'm that. Yeah, you're recording. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Let's go ahead and get started. We're streaming it live. So let's go ahead on and open up and get started. All right? All right. Jesus in me, Jesus in you, Jesus in me, Jesus in you, it's so easy. We're all one in the body of Christ, it's so easy. We're all one in the body of Christ, it's so easy. Jesus in me, 
chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And it reads, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen.
chapter 4. Let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Father God, we come thanking you, Lord, for this day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for blessing us. Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, all across the land where the gospel of Jesus Christ is being taught, Heavenly Father. Bless the lives of saved and changed from the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you we praise you and we magnify you, Lord. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Amen. As I was pondering, you know, what, what I wanted to preach about uh, yesterday, Pastor, he had called us, or well, Texas, I should say, uh, myself and the deacons, and told us that he wasn't feeling too well. And he wouldn't be here today. So so I was wondering, so like, well, what, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> so I, I went to my phone, because what I do is on my phone, I, when something comes to me, I just note it on my phone in a, in a notepad area. So I have a whole list of uh, things that I could talk about. So, so, so I start browsing through the list, and then... Uh, I said, okay, Lord, I, I got a few things here, so a few things popped out at me, so about three things. Right. So I had like religion or worship, and I had a resurrection or reincarnation, so I had, had a few things. Right. And then while I was taking my shower, I said, Lord, you got to narrow it down for about, I'm not sure <laughs> uh, yet what I want to talk about. And it just came to me. Worry, prayer, and worship. Worry should lead to prayer. So, 
And this text came to me, Philippians chapter 4. And it reads, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Some translations might say rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Then the focal verses, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace regards your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So worry. So let's take a look at this, this word worry. Worry as a noun is defined as a state of anxiety or uncertainty over actual or potential problems. Let me repeat that. It's defined as a state of anxiety and an uncertainty over actual or potential problems. We're worried about the high prices of, that we're paying at the gas pump. We're worried about the high food prices that we are currently experiencing. We are worried about the high cost to send our children to, to college. We're worried about will I have enough money to cover all of my bills for the next month and put food on the table. We're worried about the cost of our medical prescriptions. We're worried about the war in Ukraine. Some people are asking the question of thinking, is the world coming to an end? We're worried about our health. We're worried about our relationships we might have with one another. So as you can see, we're worried about many things. And just like the definition said, it's, we're worried about the uncertainty, whether it's actual or potential. We're worried about it, so much so that it robs us of sleep because we're worrying so much about it. You know, Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 7, he says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Yes, sir. See, we got to know where to place this worry. Yes. We got to take it to someone who can help us get over this worry so we don't have to be worried about it and losing sleep. Amen. You know, in Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 29, it reads, Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food. Hmm. And your body more than what? Clothing. Now, if my life is more than food and my body is more than the clothes that I wear, then why am I worried? Look at the ravens. They don't plant or harvest or store in barns. But God feeds them. And you are far more valuable than any birds to God. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? So why are we worried about the, all these things? 
Verse 27 of Luke chapter 22 says, look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. Now, if you, if you, if you understand what, what he's trying to tell us here, he said that the birds don't wake up and say, oh, I'm worried about what I'm going to eat this morning. I'm worried about getting me a little breakfast. They don't wake up thinking about that. And yet and still, God provides for them. And we're worried about all this inflation. We're, we're worried about the war in Ukraine. We're, we're worried about our bills. We're about if I'm going to have a job tomorrow. All these things we are worried about. But we don't realize that we must have faith in God that he will provide. That's what he said. He says, why do you have such little faith? Why? If you know and trust in God, didn't you eat yesterday? What about the day before? You had food on the table. Were you able to get in your car and go somewhere? You, you did have some gas, didn't you? You follow me. God provided for you in ways that we don't understand. So why are we worried about these things? You see, I tell you, we got to stop worrying and instead start praying. See, this is what the writer of Philippians is talking about. He said, instead of worrying about it, you need to start praying about it. Because when you pray about it, something will happen. Philippians 4 and 6 says, don't worry about anything. He said, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So you need to take it to God. Tell him what you need. He already knows what you need. That's what we just said, right? But you need to bow down and go into your secret closet. You need to get into some prayer with him. You need to have that relationship with him with whatever's going on in your life. So that you can what? Pray about it and he will hear and answer your prayer. So stop worrying and start praying. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He says, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. See, we got to humble ourselves and pray and stop worrying. Pray, stop worrying. Worrying can't even add a, 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 an inch to your height. <laughs> worrying cannot do anything for you but run up your blood pressure. Worrying isn't going to change the situation. So instead, we got to start praying about the situation. You know, Hezekiah prayed about his sickness. In Isaiah 38, 1 through 6, right? It, it reads, it says, about the time Hezekiah became deathly ill. That means he was about to die. He was going to die. 
and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message. He said, this is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. You will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, it says he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. How many of you, when you start worrying about your bills, do you stop worrying and say, well, let me pray about it? Huh? Don't be calling everybody. Let me, let me first start to praying about it. Because when I start praying about it, God might have somebody call me and say, look, I, I got something for you here. <laughs> you follow me? See, when you start praying about it, God starts to moving on our behalf. So you got to stop worrying about it and start praying about it. So when Hezekiah prayed, in verse 3 it says, remember, this is what he said. He said, remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly. Always doing what pleases you. Then Hezekiah broke down and wept. See, sometimes when you start praying, you start crying. Right? You start crying because of the, the, the circumstances that you're going through, the, the heart. It's getting hard for you to, to get through it. You can't even see a way out of it. And it bothers you so much so that it takes your sleep away. You, you, you follow me? See, sometimes you, you worry so much that, and cry so much about it that it starts affecting you. Right? It starts to affect your, your mindset so that you can't even think straight because you're so consumed with the problem. Or you're so consumed with a, a future problem. You follow me? See, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself. That's what the word say. Sufficient until today is is enough problems, right? I don't have to worry about the other one. I don't have to invent problems to to worry about. You follow me? Some people are so tied up or, or, or so fearful that they're even afraid to go out since COVID. You follow me? They're afraid. They're afraid to to, to live their life. Because they're so worried about catching COVID. My brothers and sisters, we serve a God that's superior to COVID. We serve a God that's superior to you being jobless. We serve a God that is superior to high blood pressure. You follow me here? Because we serve an awesome God. And then Hezekiah, God's going to send Isaiah back. To Hezekiah. God tells Isaiah in verse 5 of Isaiah chapter 38. He says to Isaiah, go back to Hezekiah and tell him, this is what the Lord says. The God of your ancestor, David, says, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. And I will rescue you in this city from the king of Assyria. Yes, I will defend this city. Because Isaiah prayed to God, you follow me. He humbled himself. Remember, he was the king, right? (laughs) But he humbled himself and prayed to God, and now God hears his prayers. You see, when we turn to God and pray to him, he hears us. All you got to do is trust in him and what is it? Have faith. Have faith that God will work out your situation. Have faith that God will. Come to your age when you need him most. Because that's the kind of God we serve. God is an awesome God. 
The Thessalonians writer said in the first Thessalonians 5 and 16 18, always be joyful and never stop praying. Never stop praying. Verse 18 of 1 Thessalonians 5, he says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So you can see here, we got to stop worrying and start praying. And the more I start praying, the more I will let go of my worry. Because when I'm worrying, I can't be praying. <laughs> because my mind is consumed with the thing. But when I start praying, I start to feel a release. If I, I start feeling better because now I've taken to God and the Holy Spirit helps me to release this thing. You follow me? You got to learn how to pray so you can release whatever it is that's going wrong with you. In James 5, 13 and 16, see, there's power in prayer. So stop worrying and start praying. In 5, verse 13 in James, he says, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well, and if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Verse 16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. See, when we pray to God earnestly, he heals us. He hears our prayers when we earnestly turn to him. Hezekiah turned to him earnestly and wept. You follow me? He didn't pray no generic prayer. He prayed a specific prayer for his healing. You follow me? So if any of you sick, feel free to call on us, the elders of the church. We're here to come and pray for you, to help you. You follow me? Stop worrying about it and pray about it. The writer of Timothy, 1 Timothy 2 and 1 and 2, talking about praying for all people. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and 1, he says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. See, we got to pray for all people. Yes, not just our circumstances, the people over in Ukraine, their circumstance. Yes, not only that, pray, that, pray for Putin that he would stop the assault. Oh, Y'all ain't with me yet. Pray for our president that they will make the right decisions in leading and governing this country. Pray for your congressmen and women. Pray for your local leaders. Pray for your, your teachers. Pray for your children. Pray for your church family. You follow me? We got to intercede because a lot of people are not worrying. They are worrying instead of praying. So we got to intercede on their behalf to try to give them some help. We got to take it to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to help deliver them out of their situation. You know, we're in this, we're in this movement today. Well, it seems like 
You know, people want to say they are non-binary. Uh, if you've heard the term lately, non-binary. Binary means, uh, you know, I'm a computer guy, so binary means one is on, zero is off. One to no. That's all binary. One and oh. So so now you got people proclaiming they are non-binary. Mr. Dale, I said non-binary. It was like, how can you say you are non-binary? You, you follow me? When I know that when God created us, he created us male and female. So if you are non-binary, then you are it. Right? If you're not a male, you are not a female, then you are a it. Right? Because <laughs> you're either one or the other. I said, I said, I said, it's funny here. I said, this what came to my mind. He said, he said, uh, I'm going to tell you how to make it simple here. If you were born with two balls in a bat, you're a male. You're born with a purse or a pocketbook, you're a female. I don't have any other definition for male and female. So you're either one or the other. So we're worried about our children now growing up in an environment where now it, it seems like uh, they can be one thing, but I can't be another. They can say something, but I can't. Where is my free speech? <laughs> right? Where is my choice? <laughs> you, like you said, you got a choice to say you're non-binary. I got a choice to say you're not. <laughs> right? That, that's my choice. So, so now we're worried about our children growing up in an environment where they're teaching these things. And we're worrying about our children growing up in an environment where they're encouraging these things. So what you going to do about it? Pray. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do about it, right? I'm not going to break the law. <laughs> right? I'm not going to go out and try to hurt you or harm you or defame you. I'm going to pray about it. Because I know that when I intercede with prayer, that God will hear and change things. See, it ain't enough Christians praying, y'all. It's too many of us worrying instead of praying. We got to start praying about all these issues, all these things that are affecting us in this world today, so that our Lord and Savior can intercede on our behalf. My brothers and sisters, it's coming time forced to get serious about our relationship with Christ. It's coming a time for you to stop being on the fence. You need to stop being lukewarm. You need to make up your mind. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, that he died on the cross for our sins? That he rose again on the third day? That he is the Son of God. That there is no other way to heaven but through Jesus. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but through me. You cannot get to him no other way. You follow me? It's time out for us to stop playing with this thing. Because you know it's getting nearer. You know that people are growing more and more evil and, and violent in this world. And we're worried about this violence in our communities. We're worried about this violence in Congress. We're worried about the violence all over the, the world. But we know that God will hear and answer a prayer. 
all we got to do is pray about it. And when we start praying about it collectively as a body of believers in Christ, my God will hear from heaven. He will hear what he said. He said, if my people would humble themselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways, then he will hear from heaven and heal our lands. My brothers and sisters, we got to stop playing with this thing. Stop worrying about it. Get on your knees. If you can't bow down, stand up. Whatever it needs, whatever you need to do, you need to earnestly, seriously pray unto God to intervene in our situation. To intervene in what's happening in our world today. Because you and me, we can make a difference. It only takes one person to make a difference, y'all. Just imagine the power we got collectively. You follow me? So in conclusion, I'll tell you what it says in Romans chapter 8, that the Holy Spirit prays for you. In Romans 8 and 26 through 28, it says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to to his purpose. Did you hear that? You got the Holy Spirit praying for you. Sometimes you can't pray. Sometimes you just got to groan and moan. And the Holy Spirit knows how to interpret that. Oh, y'all ain't feeling me. You go back to Philippians 4 and 7. He says, then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds every, anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen, church. Amen. Church, let's stop worrying and start praying. Let's take it all to God and put it all in his hands. And leave it there. Don't pick it back up. Leave it with our Lord and Savior. And he will hear and answer a prayer. Amen. 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 Let's let's have a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we don't have to worry about it. But we can just leave it all in your hands, Heavenly Father. And you will take care of it, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for blessing us, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for keeping us, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, everything that was said and done, Heavenly Father, here, that someone would come forth and ask, what must I do to be saved, Heavenly Father? Father, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, Lord. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen, church.